Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? Aye? You'll find out in DJ247's podcast. Here, what's the best game where you swing from a rope? And what's the best game where you battle the Pope? Like I said, you will find out in this your podcast. Hello and welcome to VG247's Best Games Ever podcast, where we attempt to find the best game within a specific category. For example, uh, this week we want to find the best game it's really bad. Uh, sometimes a game just really hits your pleasure centers, even though it's rubbish, right? Uh, for example, I love a janky and rightly largely forgotten RPG called Rise of the Argonauts. And I love it for its proposition, which combines two things I love. It's basically trying to do a Bioware-style RPG, but within Greek mythology. It's on Steam, but I wouldn't bother seeking it out because the game's actually a bit crap. Uh, speaking of things that are ancient and difficult to recommend, I'm joined today by Editor-in-Chief Tom Ari. <laughs> no, it's getting out of hand. <laughs> Last week it was, what was it, wrinkly and old, <laughs> and now it's what? Hard to recommend. <laughs> it's just how the segues work. <laughs> um, uh, associate Ele- Editor Alex. Hello again. Hello. <laughs> and uh, staff writer Sharif, how you doing? Hello. How's it going? Yeah, all good, man. No um, one else gets these little j- jibes. It's because you're always the first one to go. I can't do <laughs> All right, shall I start doing them for Alex next? No, I feel I'd feel less special. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? he Tom won last week. After weeks of being like so, like genuinely at points, like I felt like he was going to put his foot through the webcam because there was like a whole. My foot doesn't stint. go that high. It's <laughs> never going to get up there. There was like That's a stint because you're old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Donaldson, you won it like three weeks in a row, and and uh, the, I'm, quite, I'm 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 quite salty because I, I felt like I had a really good pick last week. Yeah. To be fair, so I and it was I like you know, but 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 during that accumulator you had, Tom just just the 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 rage every week was just palpable. <laughs> And then he finally wins it last week, and he, he basically chided me for not picking yours. Today we're looking for the uh, best game that is really bad. So uh, there's lots of bad games with good bits. There's lots of bad games that are somehow more than some of their parts. What have you got for us this week, um, Alex? So, yeah, I mean, there's I thought about this a fair amount, and yeah. there's a lot of... I like a lot of trash. Like before we came on, right? I was talking about Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand, but I said Fifty Cent Blood on the yeah. Sand actually a pretty good game. Um, it's really like I wouldn't call it a bad game at all. It's just like people think it's funny because of the nature of it. And I, I've got guilty pleasures in the realm of like, like I, I, I do like the Muso games, the Warriors games, even though they are on the whole pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, although some of those again are really good. And so I zeroed in on just a single game that is like a weird the stars align the for the good bad praxis yeah. um and we've recently had proof that it was just a one-off fluke and the stars had aligned in a very specific way and that game is deadly premonition um yeah so deadly premonition is uh it's an open world survival horror game that takes inspiration from primarily twin peaks um but also things like silent hill resident evil grand theft auto um it's made by a well it's made by access games but the 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 key creative behind it um is a guy uh called hidetaka surahiro who is 
known as Sweary. And Sweary <laughs> is, um, he's got lots of ideas, but I suppose the uncharitable way to describe him would be like a Poundland Hideo Kojima. <laughs> um, and it, it is, Deadly Premonition feels a lot like that. It's like, what if Kojima made a game, but he only had 15 quid and a packet of crisps with which to make it? Um, and yet none of the ambition gets reined in so you end up with this really weird game that's sort of like has this vast open world but doesn't really use it except for like there's like a, a racing mini game and in the racing mini game for some reason there's a really terrible legally distinct not green day american idiot but definitely green day american idiot that plays rips off twin peaks liberally um it's incredibly stupid but the thing about it is it is just incredibly charming and the the way the story is executed, Swery's passion, all that sort of stuff, it all just hits you so hard that you sort of look past the fact that the shooting feels terrible and yeah. the exploration sucks and the town is empty and yeah. the enemies are all bullet sponges, but the main character has it's like set up so he has a voice clip every time, every three hits or something, which also counts for um for like submachine guns so in the late game when you've got a submachine gun and you're having to put 30 bullets into a zombie to kill it you're holding the gun you're holding down the trigger as this zombie shambles towards you and he's going nice amazing yes brilliant bullseye (laughs) and that's every single time you have to fight and kill an enemy it's got terrible quick time events tank controls in an open world this is what i mean like it controls like a ps1 resident evil game but it's got this xbox 360 era open world it's not a particularly good looking open world but back on the 360 it ran at like 15 frames a second but there's something about the story of that game and the way in which it's executed and the fun it has that really elevates it beyond the fact that it's crap and a lot of people (laughs) have have realized this so it's like i think probably the quite famous one is um is uh, Destructoid hmm. gave it 10 out of 10, which obviously they put on the box, but it was a, the most tongue-in-cheek 10 out of 10 you could possibly give a game where they were saying, be aware that this game is terrible, but there's something special about it. And that's Deadly Premonition. And then what I was getting at at the start is this is that lightning rod because then obviously this game became a cult classic. They released a director's cut, which improved it but in very very subtle ways that didn't really upset the the badness that made it good yeah yeah. but then they went and made a sequel Mm -hmm. and in with the sequel sweary had become self-aware basically i think Mm. is what happened and um like an ai he he made when he made deadly premonition he made it honestly and it was not his first game like he has made quite a few games um and actually, he's sort of, when I called him a pound shop um, or dollar tree for the Americans, when I called him a dollar tree Hideo Kojima, like literally on the PS2, he made a game called Spy Fiction, which 100% is a Metal Gear Solid knockoff. Like the way it plays, the way it looks, the way it sounds. Absolutely. Yeah. So there, there is that connection. But the, the, he never had massive success. But um, Deadly Premonition, he just had huge success. He was doing interviews. He was going to GDC and people were treating him like a celebrity, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Giant Bomb, the, um, the video game website Giant Bomb, did Deadly Premonition as one of their endurance runs, which is basically like a let's play. So their staff in two groups both played through Deadly Premonition 
from start to finish and had an mm-hmm. episode a day and that helped the game to have tremendous popularity mm-hmm. um because it was the sort of thing where two people talking over it and sort of the talking bridges all the terribleness and helps you get to those lovely story beats and stuff um it's good but without it it's bad and then like i say so they make the second one but the problem with the second one is he'd become self-aware that the reason people liked it was because it was a bit crap <laughs> and the second one is just embarrassing in my opinion on yeah. many many levels and i and i'm someone who loved the first one and i wrote a review of it and you can tell he's self self-aware because i wrote a review on vg 27 and i called it like a disgrace or something like that i called it a disgrace and a bad joke and yeah. swearie retweeted it <laughs> which tells you everything you need to know so the um, first about, one is like god loves a trier and the sequel is like oh god thinks you're trying too hard now it's sort of the room to the room two in movie parlance, yes i think mean, that is a perfect example like deadly premonition it's it's probably got more craft to it than the room but i can definitely <laughs> see dare you but i can definitely see that tommy to sweary parallel 100 in in the room and in this where sweary thought he was making Twin Peaks and Swery did all the things that the big developers do where he went out to America and went on a road trip and took lots of photos of things oh in order to in order to make it in, in order to try and make this town really feel like the uh, really feel like Washington State and it's just a beautiful mess um but the sequel is 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 terrible um in 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 the way that that's a bad game that is really bad Deadly Premonition is a great game that is really bad. And I do think actually it might be of all those shitty games that I have had a guilty pleasure for, it might be, I think it is my favourite. It's the poster child for this, isn't it? This yeah. topic really, it is the one, the mm. game that fits this, I guess. Maybe it's too obvious, Alex, I might say. <laughs> the um, did it? Am I remem- remembering this right? Did it come out at the same time or around the same time as Alan Wake? It was a bit later. It was 2010, and I think what was Alan Wake like 20... 2018, uh, 2008, sorry, or something like that. Because I guessing. just I remember it being like a sort of. Oh even... no no no! I t- sorry, Alan Wake, May May 2010, Deadly Premonition, February 2010. So it actually predates Alan Wake. But roughly the same time. But roughly the same time. So, yeah, because I remember thinking at the time, I'm sure, because uh, the, the, there's some marked similarities between the two games. Like, they're both very heavily influenced by Twin Peaks. Um, mm. And uh, I just, I remember thinking at the time that, like, weirdly, um, Alan Wake feels like a sort of slick, ultra-budget Hollywood remake of Deadly Premonition that kind of strips out all the... <laughs> something that, like, takes t- takes the bones of something but strips out all the things that people actually love about it and presents and regurgitates it in a sort of... in a, in a much more sort of competent but a lot less enjoyable it, It's way. funny now you mention it because the, the parallels between the two, you've got the... You've got the Twin Peaks sort of um, yeah. connection, but also just in little things like Alan White spends a lot of the game not sure what is real and what is not, and he sometimes sees himself and he talks to himself. In Deadly Premonition, Francis York Morgan, the um, protagonist, he mm-hmm. has a constant dialogue with someone who isn't there called Zach, mm-hmm. and you spend a lot of the game wondering who is Zach, why. So when you're driving around in the car... Francis is talking to Zach about movie trivia and it's all real life movie trivia. It's all clearly 
movie trivia that sweary knows that sweary loves about such and such came out in this year and it starred this person and during production this happened this happened this again you can see the kojima yeah yeah um but yeah. like they've got that 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 is parallel i mean what's interesting about deadly premonition actually i think um just from a development perspective is it started development in 2004 yeah god um, yeah but basically yeah. sweary only came on in 2008 and they basically cancelled the game. It's called Rainy Woods that they were making. <laughs> um, yeah. And Rainy Woods had a lot of similarities to Twin Peaks as well. And then in yeah. 2008, that gets cancelled. Sweary comes on board and Sweary basically repurposes and repackages a lot of the assets that they built for that game into this new game, creates a new protagonist, creates a new story, um, which maybe is why it feels so weirdly bitty because they were reusing yeah. stuff. And But it's... It's it's beautifully um it's beautifully floppy and you read yeah. interviews with Swery and it's like he's talking about it being real time, real scale, <laughs> and real life <laughs> when you're sitting in this in this world where there's nothing to do. Um yeah. Yeah. but uh, uh, you know, and th- and they did things like every I'm just I'm looking at information about the game, like things that I didn't know. Every single street is named, which I don't even think is probably true in GTA. And like they decided how much the workers in the local diner were earning and all that sort of stuff um sounds a bit more than you and the trees will grow oh god over yeah. time yeah, yeah, yeah except, except, you except wishes no you could make something as beloved as this except no money and no cuts that's the thing <laughs> and it's just and then like i say the, the thing that absolutely seals the deal for me on this is just the difference between this game and the first game this game is like a beautiful this game and the second game sorry this game is like a beautiful um one-off it could never happen again and it was proved that it, it couldn't happen i again. guess in some ways the uh, having a really rubbish second game enhances the original because you know that like you can kind of see what's missing yeah to um, some degree yeah yeah so it always, it always goes bad when they're in on a joke when you're yeah. doing it yeah. earnestly and putting it out there and it's like oh this is fucking terrible but i love that you did it uh, and then we're like, oh, okay, I get it, I see. And then it's always it always goes bad from there. Uh, like yeah, like Alex said, far, like the, the second time round's far too self aware. So and then so it kind of misses the joke, ironically enough. Um, okay, let's move on to Tom because <laughs> when you sent this to me, I looked up some footage and I thought, I mean, uh, it looks very typical of games for the time. Um, I don't really, I don't know anything about it. So, yeah. so I was, uh, I, I think I was about eight at the okay. time, had a master system. Yeah. I was, I was quite into, um, used to go holiday in Butlins quite a lot or something like a Butlins in like, like on a, a coast. Pontins. So yeah, Pontins, <laughs> uh, somewhere in a caravan basically. And they always used to have like a, a arcade room. Yeah. And, and like, I used to spend loads of, it was 10 P's back then. 10p's I, I finished afterburner with 10p's i was shit at it but put another 10p in put another 10p in 10p yeah, yeah, so you yeah. finish off but another game they had was um operation wolf yeah arcade game and uh light gun shooter and i loved it i was like oh it's this i, I was i saw like somebody probably in a magazine or something that it was on the master system i was like oh i must get this for the master system it's going to be great playing this on the master system like it's like the arcade but at home i didn't quite realize how different it would be because the master mm-hmm. system was not as powerful as an arcade mm-hmm. arcade, arcade machine and like <clears throat> also it didn't have a light gun i think you could get a light gun for there, the there was system, one yeah there was a i didn't i system. didn't have one so my uh, operation wolf on the master system 
about I think it was in 1990 or I don't know when I got it, but around then. And uh, so it's a light gun shooter where you basically, I played it with a controller, a, a D-pad. Um, not ideal way to play a light gun shooter, as you may know from playing a modern light gun shooter that doesn't have a light gun. Um, but the difference between the arcade game and the Master System game was that everything was really small. Like in the arcade, you had these big characters that would pop up and you'd blast them like almost like a shooting gallery, like just appear and you go bang. On the Master System, because it wasn't as powerful, you had these little characters that would pop up, these enemies, like some kind of military enemy or something. I can't remember what it was. And they'd have little tiny little tanks would come on the three armored vehicles and tiny helicopters. Everything was tiny. It was very, very hard because of that. And I remember playing it with my brother and we were like, this we were obsessed with this game because we really loved it in the arcade and we played it all the time but i i i'm pretty sure we probably never got past like level two or something it was so incredibly hard on the last system and i assume this is a thing and i just wasn't terrible i assume this is actually a thing about this game is that it was rock hard and you used to have to shoot like the enemies but then there were bits where an enemy would grab in my mind anyway they'd grab a civilian and then they'd have them hostage and you have to aim this tiny little cursor on mm-hmm. a tiny person to shoot the, the the enemy who was holding the person hostage and the amount of times we just shot that hostage dead it's like it's just, <laughs> it was almost like we were deliberately doing it you'd have to shoot all the like it was classic like ammo would appear in boxes or crates you have to shoot the crate and then there'd be i can't remember why but there'd be animals like birds that you could shoot yeah pigs maybe or something like that i don't know why you shot them but I remember shooting them. Um, it was just, I remember this game that I, we must have spent, because back then, like, games were not, as, as we, kids these days, I'm just going to sound old, kids these days get it easy, like Game Pass and everything else. You get, oh, can I have a new game? Yeah, they've added 10 more on Game Pass this week. Back then, it's like one Mars System game, lucky two a year maybe, and that's because we were twins and so we could share our birthday and Christmas presents, right? So yeah, yeah. this was one of those games that we had that year. And uh, we spent, I don't know, let's say hundreds of hours playing this game, trying to get past level two or something. It was so <laughs> incredibly hard. But the reason why I chose it is because it must have been a bad game because the, the difficulty balance of this was awful. The sprites were tiny. So I've got to be honest. Like I'm looking at video footage of this. <clears throat> I love Operation Wolf. I've got it on. I've got it on one of the arcade machines out in out, out in the house. Mm. And this doesn't look like a terrible port. It's it looks, system, it looks it's like an, it looks like an eight bit port of a sixteen bit game. Exactly. But also, are you not? Is is your issue not that that it was necessarily a bad port, but more that you didn't have a phaser, which is that is exactly whatever it's called yeah definitely and so because like i think you could make this argument about time crisis on the ps1 it's a port that isn't as good as the arcade version and if you didn't have a gun con it was ass but time crisis is still a great game could you play master system operation wolf with a light gun yeah you could but i never had a light gun okay but still still because the if you compare it to the original Mm. it was it is much harder because the people are so much smaller mm. like that you what look at the arcade and you'd game be playing it like, on a smaller tally presumably we were probably well. playing yeah. it on like a i don't know how big it was probably like a 10 inch little tv i'd have thought well, there's your problem Tom. it's Bloody unbelievable hell. we were probably like sat like literally inches away <laughs> from the thing um because i imagine the controller cables were probably about two foot long back then um 
but yeah, I think it was like as a game, I loved it. I'm not so I don't I like it's a I have fond memories of playing it. So yeah. I think I think as a kid I loved it. It was a great game, but objectively looking at it, yeah, it must have had big issues um because it is literally like a point's almost unplayable. We have to so what we have to do, we have to caveat that this is <laughs> Not the light gun version. This is if- not the like. This is the game that I imagine most people played. Right, mm-hmm. having a peripheral for a console was a bit of a. Well, that's you got to be pretty upper class for that, Alex. I, I want to say also there was an NES. There was an NES version of this as well that was compatible with the, the Zapper there as well, which obviously a lot of people had because a lot of the early NESs came with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was it was quite common. It does seem like the Master System is the worst port of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am like I said, I'm watching video of it, and it, it looks like a pretty clean port of a decent game, to be honest. All right, let's uh, calm down a bit. Are it's, you saying Tom's gone off brief? I'm saying <laughs> that it's a. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad port, but I'm saying it possibly shouldn't have. Like it's one of those ports where they've done a good job, but who you shouldn't really play on a master system. I can't believe this. Especially, Tom, I think, especially after the 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 ribbing that you gave Connor last week. You played on a. I bet everyone, if you go and talk, you go around, talk to your old arcade game mates, Alex, and say, do you remember Do you remember Operation Wolf? And they'll go, yeah, my system version was bloody hard, wasn't it? They'll say, like that. <laughs> but I, it just, you know, I, I think, I think, like I say, I think this is about the lack of a light gun. I don't think, mm. it, I don't think it's necessarily about, don't play. I'm going to text um, Mike Channel right now. Don't play the, uh, don't play the, um, the 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 mass system version at all it's more about you've got to have a light gun to play mm. a light gun game mm-hmm. um it's like like i say time crisis is worse on playstation than it is so i mean just to just to just to carry on this conversation God, this a bit, on everything. alex this is, on... is saying this is actually a really good port which mm-hmm. backs up my suggestion that it's the best game that actually is really bad because when you don't play with a light gun it's uh it's pretty bad it's a great game but it's rubbish if you don't have the right peripheral which if you're a child in the 80s you probably don't yeah. This okay. was also on the, right. the Sinclair, the ZX Spectrum, the NES. ZX I Spectrum? I bet that yeah. version was bad. Yeah, but I think, yeah, that's what I mean. I think the Using Sega your version. keyboard to move the cursor around. A little around. rubber keyboard. Like, <laughs> uh, Look, now the Master System version in the games machine, it scored 90%. And then S, the Sega magazine, it scored 91%. Apparently the, the NES version was not good. Though. I can't believe the games journalists of the time disagree with you, Tom. I know. Um, and then they gave that, everything ninety yeah, percent. Like, look through an old the, magazine. The eight bit conversion won game eight bit game of the year at the Golden Joysticks Awards. Well, games journalism <laughs> is corrupt. We know this. <laughs> Just move I mean, on, it then. especially was corrupt before. Like Kieran it also Gillen won. Uh, it also won best coin up conversion. <laughs> best game that is really bad because I didn't ever like this. This is the era. This is the era oh, yeah. of games journalism where people would be like, oh, where's so-and-so? Oh, he's on an open-top bus with just, just Team 17. The, just, just for the record, just for the record, the other winners that year of various other things were um, Bionic Commando. Yeah. On best soundtrack. Microprose Soccer. Mm. Thunderblade on the Master System. And Bionic Commando cons- was crap until the 360 360- version so oh no the nes games all right that's no that's it's not game. what I completely <laughs> you like the third person bionic commando over the originals no, no you no, surely no, you no. mean the remake yeah it's fine for an yeah. nes game it's like how those nes castlevania games he had games his wife and his arm but... literally <laughs> i mean that was funny but no i meant i meant rearmed uh... um all right tom i'll accept it 
uh, it sounds like that you've uh, you, you are butting heads with games journalists, past and present. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that that's always that's always how we've rolled, isn't it? Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Sharif, um, I'm really excited about your pick because <laughs> I think. When Tom was talking earlier about Deadly Premonition being the quintessential game of this category, I'm not so sure it is. I think I think you might have it. Yeah. So uh, mine is it's more of a like I'm talking about the entire series. Uh, uh, I've only played two of them uh, significantly, yeah. but it's basically the entire series. Uh, started out on PS2. It's still going to this day. It has not really changed all that much, which is part of its charm. Uh, I am talking, of course, about EDF. Earth Defense Force. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> the Sandlot Gym from Japan. Uh, EDF is, okay. Uh, it's hard to really put EDF in either of the two boxes that we have. Like, it's hard to say with a straight face, confidently, that <laughs> it's the best game that's really bad, or it's a really bad game that is really actually good and you have no idea what you're talking It's It's really hard to, 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 to compromise on that because... EDF, to me, is a game from a different almost timeline of games where we don't have the games that we have today and things have not advanced in the way that they did. But differently from that, where there was just chaos. It's the video game that you imagine as a child. It's the video game that someone who doesn't know what video games are probably thinks of. Uh, it's the fake game that you see on like a, a cartoon or like a TV oh, episode. Oh, God, it really is. Yeah, Where it's like... What the fuck is it? It's like weird HUD and it's like explosion. It's like, what the fuck game is this? Oh, that's not a real game. That's just a thing that they made for this TV show. It's those games. So it's, you can easily write it off. I wrote it off for years, like for multiple console generations until I sat down and played it. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. No one making this game has ever played a video game in their life. This is amazing. Everything about this goes against everything, the standards that have been set by so many other video games over years of development and refinement. And it exists, and it's good, and it's fun. It's, it, it, is, it is a magnificent thing, EDF. I, I just love it so much. Uh, and, and, you know, we could, we could dig deeper into this stuff. Like, you could look at the menus that are, like, uh, where the text is overlapping, and you have to scroll, like, an Excel sheet to see it. Uh, uh, if you play the PC version, the mouse... Uh, uh, works like a touchpad for some reason, and you have to use the, the keypads to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 the different loot that you get from missions, and then you have to read the descriptions to understand if it's actually a functional weapon or basically a joke. Uh, and joke weapons in that game are plentiful because they work. It's just, oh, this thing overheats after one shot. So you have a mission that's 20 minutes long, and you have two fucking weapons that you bring with you, and then one of them is just a one shot. You're like, oh, okay, let me try this thing. It says, like, it files a laser, blah, 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 blah. And then you fire it, and that's it. It's over. Like that's that. That's the, you. You have to go to your backup weapon at that point. Mm-hmm. There's a, so much of it. Like you, you, the 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 dumb, the bad localization of like really bad English, to, Japanese to English translations. Uh, the the dumb EDF song. All the <laughs> weird, inconsequential dialogue about people is like, oh, would you get married? Which, why'd you get married? Some dumb <laughs> shit that if you stand around and watch these soldiers talk to each other, it's just a fucking bullshit. It's just, oh my god! I just love that. I just love it. It's, it's, it's. I can't tell you it's a good game or not, but I just love it. And I, it's hard. I think uh, it's. I think it's a good game. I like. I think it's a good choice. Yeah, I, I think. Like, it's, I think it's a strong choice. I think. I put it in the same category as as a lot of the Warriors games, but the interesting thing is, over mm-hmm. time, because they both died on well, 
this was started on PS1 technically, but it was a fighting game on PS1. But as it is now, it 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 you know really started on PS2. But the interesting thing is, Warriors has consistently sort of got better little by little, bit by bit. And especially now they start doing these third-party tie-up ones, like it's like Nintendo Go to them. You cannot release a shit game with Zelda on it. You've got to make it a bit better. And so they've been, and and those things have have improved the main series as well. But this has just sort of, for better or for worse, spun its wheels for two decades and and stayed the same. It's not affected by anything that happens elsewhere in this industry. It's it's fascinating. Like I don't think there's any other series that you could look at and be like, "Well, this was uh, this entry was uh, really influenced by the brown shooters of the Xbox 360 era, and then this entry is influenced by this." You look at this game; it's just it looks better over time, obviously, because they have more hardware, more power to, to work with. But it's the same fucking game, and. Every time I get it on a, like a new version of it on a new console, I'll be like, maybe the, they're going to stabilize the frame rate. They don't. They just have no, more ants. And for, I didn't explain <laughs> what the game is about. It's, it's a third-person horde shooter where you fight ants from space. That's it. That's, that's the and entire actually, game. What's really interesting is, in this context, isn't it funny that, and I'd never made this connection before, but Capcom's sort of trying to make a big budget one of these. With uh, Exoprimal, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I had I, never I, made I that. that yeah. I had never made that connection before that that's yeah. what Exoprimal was. But Exoprimal um, is going to be like the watered down, like uh, mainstream version of that. Well, like, it'll actually run at like more that than would, fifteen frames. That seconds would actually, yeah, like this is another thing about Air Defense Force is that there's no no one is over there telling them to stop. So it's always like, what can we do more with this power? What can we like? How many buildings can we blow up? How many more ants can we add on the screen? It's like. But sir, there is the frame rate is in single digits. It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> I can hardly from perceive perceive what's going on. It doesn't matter. There are more ants, and you're going to blow up these buildings because it has you know destructions. It, it's that game is just it, no one has played. Like I said earlier, no one playing making that game has ever seen any other video game in their life and be like, oh, we need to have this, of course, because people expect it. No, they're off doing their own thing. Sandlot, God bless them, and it's just gym after gym. I love it. I tell you what, what you said earlier about it looking like uh, the kind of the fake game that people play in a TV mm. show, right? I mean, it, it's it's a really perfect example of that. It's 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 it almost like it's the exception that proves the rule because it is a real game. It is. And when when they just design a rubbish looking video game for for the universe of a TV show, I think it always works slightly better than when they use a real game, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, what were we talking about before? Breaking Bad, the version of Rage that's played with a light gun, Rage, funnily yeah. enough. But or, even then, that's original, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's always, no, it's always like some weird HUD and some shooter thing happening. Yeah. Like, what, you know, because I'm always like paying attention to this stuff. It's like, can I recognize this game? Oh, this is just a fake bullshit. Yeah. And it's like Andy it, Kelly or someone do a blog that was like bad scenes of people playing games it, that sounds like a, i don't know if it was him but that feels like a kelly thing to do yes yeah, it, it was, sounds, it was bad like scenes him. of people playing video games um sounds like him or at least if it, if it's not him the person who did it would, would probably concede that it's a kelly idea um i remember one um in uh, do you remember that show primeval about the dinosaurs it was like no, uh, only you was that like the gym. Doctor Who knockoff? Yeah, it was basically. like it, it was yeah. like ITV's answer to the Doctor Who reboot. How, is, how was, are we talking about Doctor Who? Was that the program that episodes? had someone from S Club Seven in it or something? Yes, exactly, Tom. Almost yeah, so you yeah. Oh, God. It, yeah. But um, it had this scene in it where the guy was playing Oblivion, which was the big game of the time when it was made. 
um, but they were playing Oblivion in third person. It completely took me out of it. I never watched it again. <laughs> so it's, nobody does that. But, um, but you can, though. You can. That's not a fake thing. That's yeah, a- you, you, you can, but nobody does it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I need to pick one of these. And just, I just, I know we were already up for time, but let's just say that one person has picked a game here uh-huh. that wasn't number one or two on the list of games in this. Uh, yeah. If you like Googling it, Googling it later, best game that is really bad, number one or two will be those two games. I mean, to be fair, like EDF is like, it's to be nice, the, the best way possible. It's kind of the game that if I said to my son, design your perfect game. Mm-hmm knowing that don't worry about how it's going to work that is what it would make and it is it's brilliant like i do like it a lot but it's mm. it's like the like deadly premonition and that are like come on can we not think of more original choices i mean it's so original there's that, nothing like it Tom. That's what are you talking argument. about what my other game is that? that my game is so nuanced the the, the depth to my choice <laughs> there's no. so much to it it's like it's a great game, but only if you have this peripheral. I mean, that's it's another level. It's like an arcade to, shooter. That's another level to these quite basic choices. Or, on the other hand, you could just say that what you picked was a really good game that you just didn't play properly. And also, by your own admission, really you, loved when you were a child and sunk hundreds of hours into it. It sounds like you're criticizing, criticizing my, my family's financial standing. <laughs> no i'm just saying that like i mean i never had a a light gun when i was a kid either i tell you what yours reminded me of you remember the terminator 2 light gun shooter yeah Mm. that's a good game it's a brilliant game especially if you play it on the amiga and you've got two you got yourself and a pal and you've got two mice you got a mouse each right and so you had like a red cursor and a blue cursor Mm. and it was brilliant but then Later, so I played it on an Amiga with with I think my uncle originally um, the first time I played it and it was fantastic. And then later on, I'm pretty sure I got like the Mega Drive version or something, and obviously didn't have a mouse peripheral um, and tried to play it and it was rubbish. Mm. So I had a really similar experience actually with that with, that you had with Operation yeah. Wolf. Was um, that Mega Drive? This is the question though. Was that Mega Drive version compatible with the? The Menacer, as it was called. Mm. I, I miss when peripherals all had names like that. Mm. I don't Menacer. know. To be honest, I don't even know if it was the Mega Drive. It might have been like a PC version or something. I'm not sure. I will say that fucking gun on the Mega Drive, the Menacer, is the worst light gun ever released. <laughs> Terrible shape. Terrible it's shape. The, uh, it's the one that's like shaped like a bazooka, right? Yes, yes, because that's them going, we've got to... In fact, they were in a weird arms race because the SNES one sucks for the same reason that it's also shaped like some stupid <laughs> sci-fi gun. It's just like, just release a gun. Yeah. And then Namco brought us back to Earth with the best light gun ever yeah. made. Mm. It fair. is on, uh, yeah, Terminator 2 16, but it is on Mega Drive. And uh, they've actually released, Jim, a um, arcade one up, the company that releases like little three quarter scale replicas yeah. of arcade machines. They now sell a Terminator 2 arcade machine with guns. Oh, um, lovely. Okay. Like, I don't know, 500 bucks or something like that. Like 500? Little, little diddy one. <sighs> Well, it, you know, it's got the guns. It's got the guns and stuff in it, I suppose. Like usually, those machines are about three hundred. But I think mm. when you've got the guns and stuff, they get more expensive. Which is, I tell you what, and they did one much later for. I'm pretty sure it was like Terminator, the one that Christian Bale was in. Salvation, um, yeah, yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen that game. Yeah, there's the they did an arcade 
a, a light gun game for that. And it was fucking brilliant, actually. actually. Well, so that company, that's a company called. We're on a real tangent. That's a company <laughs> called Raw. That's a company called Raw Frills, and Raw Frills are they did the Halo one, right? They are the the people who are keeping modern arcades alive. So they've got and they license a lot of stuff. So there's a really they did they did the Halo one. Yeah. There's also a really good. I don't know if this is them or not, but there's a really good Tomb Raider light gun game. Jesus. Like the, the rebooted Tomb Raider, the, the the current the current one, and it's really good, and it uses assets from the the, the 360 Xbox One, PS3, PS4 games, um, and yeah, it's 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 really 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 good. They also did like uh, an arcade version of Injustice, so it's like, mm-hmm. hey, there is a Neville Round fighting game that actually exists in modern arcades. So light gun shooters then they're the winner, right? So light gun shooters are great as long as you don't play them without a fucking light gun. Or at least my point. That's my point, Jim. Okay. All right. Well, I've got to pick something, and I right my my gut instinct, and I have to go with gut instincts here because all the pitches are good this week, Uh, and I think I'm going to go with Earth Defense Force because. Right. EDF. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's partly because, I mean, like, I think it jostles with Deadly Premonition, as you said earlier, Tom, about like Deadly Premonition being that quintessential sort of bad, good game. I think it's it's got a similar thing going on. But Earth Defense Force is like consistent and it's a formula that has worked consistently and never changes. Whereas like Deadly Premonition, as Alex pointed out, was a was a beautiful one shot thing, and when they tried to follow it up, it just skidded into a bin. So I feel mm. like on that basis, the EDF formula is probably a, a more sort of pure expression of this, and therefore that's what I'm going to go with. If our five hundred plus listeners are angered by this choice, <laughs> do a, tw- tweet me at VG Tomo hashtag Operation Wolf. Let's get it trending. Let's get it trending. <laughs> show Jim. Show Jim that he's wrong. Show Jim that he's wrong. Uh, actually, yeah, uh, a note to our listeners: uh, uh, once you're done listening to this episode, uh, go on YouTube and look up the Earth Defense Force song, which is a song that the AI enemies sing uh, uh, as you're marching to destroy these ants, and it's hilariously bad in the best possible way. And do yourself a great favor by just oh, the alien attack. Blah blah blah. It's it's amazing. I didn't know I had a song to be fair. I didn't. I, the last EDF game I played was the 361. Uh, yeah, you should look at that. Look that up. It's fascinating. Um, well, it's uh, much better it, than a shitty Green Day cover, isn't it? <laughs> so it's it's a day, that that Green Day, that that Green Day, uh, that, that <laughs> legally distinct do do not sue um, Green Day cover. Yeah. yeah, it's called the song is called Racing Idiot. In case you're wondering. <laughs> so they even just literally changed one Jeez. one uh, one word. It's narrowly avoided litigation. Uh, speaking of which, we better bring this to a close. So, uh, Earth Defense Force doesn't matter which one is the best game that is really bad. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps us get the word out. Uh, we're not just a podcast, of course. If you'd like to hear more from the team, then check out vg247.com for our fantastic news coverage, features, reviews, and game guides. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Like I said, you will find out in this here podcast.